What is up, my lovely people? Today, we will be talking about failure and the power of change. The power of change. That sounds like such a nice, refreshing thing to think about in 2021. I really hope you like it, and don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. It really helps me out. And with that being said, enjoy the show. Everyone, you are not special. You are not at all. You are not special. Thank you for coming and listening to me today. I wanted to talk a little bit about failure because I feel like, you know, after 2020 and I mean, honestly, every day, every week, every month, we have failures and whether we realize it or not, those failures really shape us probably more than the wins, probably more than the successes. And I think it's good to kind of reflect on what failure is and how we can make the most of our failures in life. Just truly reflecting on that kind of aspect of human nature instead of shutting it out and forgetting it exists. I know I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of it. You're not special. I'm not special, you know. I wanted to open up with this topic Um, because I was recently listening to this guy named Vinod Kosla, who is legitimately probably the most qualified senior investor on the planet, in my opinion. He's an Indian-American businessman who has made billions of dollars with Sun Microsystems, his company, and really has this philosophy of You want to try and fail, but not fail to try. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So, I just wanted to kind of go through his philosophy with you and kind of explore what it means to fail and how you can use that to your advantage. Alright, let's get into it. You have to be persistent in life. End of story. There's no way, you you can't get around it. You can't be successful and not be persistent. Most things that seem impossible can become possible just by having that tenacity, just by having that persistence, that drive to keep on going. You want to do something meaningful and build on the innovation that you already have. Facebook started at Harvard on on the campus grounds and then eventually the entire world now uses this massive social media platform that has paved the way for so many things. So uh, really I feel like the one thing that you have to focus on is adding value. If you can't contribute to an idea, the whole system collapses. It also goes in line with persistence. If you're not persistent with an idea, it's never going to come to fruition. What do you actually believe in? Seriously, take a moment to 
analyze. If someone asked you, what do you believe in? You could give infinite answers. That question is so open-ended. There's no real right or wrong answer. But whatever the answer is, you have to have the guts to follow your beliefs. That's almost more important than having that purpose because you can build your own purpose based off of your beliefs. You have no beliefs, you have no start. And without a start, you have no end. And by building your own purpose, you get to be that leader. You get to be put in that position where you're going to definitely make a change. By transcending what's traditional in in regular in regular society, unless you go past what's reasonable, you're not going to get somewhere different. You got to shake things up, you know? Try and fail, but don't fail to try. Now, failure is something that I feel like a lot of people look down on. We can dare to be great, but if we don't dream, you won't get far. And not all dreams are going to come true. Sorry, sorry to say it, but there, there's a lot of things that we think are possible that we don't really have a good system around. We don't have a good team with connections and knowledge and a skill set. And a lot of us are not going to adapt different skills to be able to make those dreams come true. I know so many people in my life that say they want to do something, they want to travel, they want to make make a business, they, they want to create a startup. I, I don't know what it is, but it's like, I don't know. But without adapting to the growing world and building skill sets and connections and knowledge, you're not going to be able to make those things, make those things happen. To be brutally honest, you need to be constructive with yourself. You need to be honest but not rude with yourself. You have to have the confidence to say, I'm going to thank me later in the future. My future self is going to thank me for what I am putting on myself right now. Because I know that a large majority of the things that I'm doing right now, for example, I just took the PSAT today, that sucks. I am in a room for four hours just writing nonsense answers on this bubble sheet that I'm never going to have to do again. I'm never going to have to learn anything like that. This is the last time I take that test and all it gets me is, I mean, basically nothing in terms of actual knowledge. It's just teaching you how to master one type of test and then I have to do the same thing with the ACT and then the same thing again with the SAT. But For me, all of those hours that I spend studying, I'm telling myself, the future me will thank the past me for putting in all this work and dedication into getting better scores because that's going to influence my college applications. That's going to influence the tenacity I have for other things in the future. If I can stick to one thing and not waste my life on something that I know won't be introspective, in the future, when it really matters, then I will have considered this four hours of time spent inside in a cold room, socially distanced, masks on, I will have 
think I will have thought that everything I did for that is worth it. Now, persistence is what sets you persistence is what sets you from doing the impossible. In order to keep building one step at a time, you have to keep expanding, like compounding mindsets, right? But failure is always going to be underlying in everything you do. Now, the difference comes to where people, a lot of the time, do just what's expected of them instead of doing more and following their own belief, right? I feel like for the longest time, I've cared about other expectations of me when I really should just do what I believe. Even today, when I see my other classmates, I, I think to myself that maybe I'm not dressed right, or maybe I look weird, or all these things pop into my head, and maybe they will, maybe they'll always kind of exist in my mind, but without trying to take new risks and going down a path that no one else wants to go down and no one else sees that path that I'm taking, it's, it's really, the other people are missing out. It's not me. And I have to have the confidence to be honest with myself and say, these people are not going to be in your life forever, and they don't need to be. It's okay. Because I'm following what I believe in, and I'm doing more than what's expected of me, and I feel good doing more than what's expected of me. Even when I fail. The thing with doing more is, the more you do, the more you take on, the greater the risk. And the abundance of risks definitely uh, increases. But without trying, you won't even have to, you won't even be exposed to those risks in the first place. Going back to what Vinod Kosla was saying, he has this whole societal infrastructure plan where he says that 700 million people on this earth right now have a very rich, luxurious lifestyle. And your definition of rich might not be the same as my definition of rich. It all depends on where you grow up, essentially. But what he's saying is, with the reinvention of societal infrastructure, we can give a rich lifestyle, a lifestyle of technology and education and and electronics and just everything that you and I deem necessary to our lives now, we can give that same lifestyle to 7 billion people if we reinvent so much of our infrastructure. Now, when people, when someone says something like that, it's very easy to brush it off. 7 billion people? Are you serious? Like, how is that even possible? But again, it takes unreasonable people to invent and discover and ask why not. One of his big things is, skeptics never did the impossible. Skeptics are too worried about being being right with something and contradicting something that exists. But they never really stop to think about, well, what if it did exist? Why doesn't it exist? How can we make that possible? And we get that through failure. 
There are more breakthrough axes right now than ever before, and innovation is continuing to expand, and in, in basically everything, there is new technological advancements in manufacturing, transportation, housing, energy, food, agriculture, all of these things. And if there's a 90% chance of failure, that 10% success rate still results in monumental change. Think about 10% of 7 billion people. Think about 10% of 700 million people. That's still a hell of a lot of people if all else fails. We have to rely on ourselves to drive this change, especially because a lot of my listeners are teenagers, and I feel like a lot of teenagers these days don't think that they have the capacity at their age to really make change. And that is so unbelievably far from the truth. If all services become free and accessible, we're just, we're so much more informed. Why do you think tests are getting harder? Why do you think it's more likely that students are learning math at younger ages? When our parents were in high school, they weren't learning calculus. They learned calculus in college. We're taking college-level courses, and it's all because we have so much more access to that information. So we have the whole world at our fingertips. The device you're listening to this on right now, you can look up anything that you'd ever want to know, and it would be available to you. Probably in more perspectives than one. So, we have the tools, we have the persistence, now we need the vision. Gandhi once said, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. So, we should be able to make the same changes that people were making in their 20s, 30 years ago, right? The possibilities are endless. But we're so afraid of failure now more than anything, which is, in my opinion, really sad because there are so many people in my life that I feel are just kind of wasting their youth. They're wasting the advantages they have right now. We have so much time. Most of the people that I know don't have to worry about having a roof over their head or food on the table, or having to pay for just general expenses. The underlying factor is that everyone's afraid to fail. And society teaches you that failure is bad. School teaches you that failure is bad. If you fail a test, you're automatically put at the bottom. I've grown up with that mentality, and I probably still carry it with me to this day, although I I definitely try and look at it from the opposite side, the opposite, on the opposite spectrum of, well, at least I'm here, I'm learning. As long as I'm learning, it's fine. And when we put such an emphasis on success rather than failure, we don't learn as much. If I, let's take my sophomore year, for example. I have always been good at math. I never liked math, but I was always good at it. So, classes really didn't 
challenge me, and if they did, it was something I dreaded doing. Seventh grade was when I ran into my first roadblock with math and really didn't understand it and got so frustrated and it made me hate math. I just never wanted to do it, right? And failure on top of failure on top of failure, it made me learn. It made me learn how to study. It made me learn what I liked and what I didn't like and what was easier for me to memorize. And I feel like I got math a little bit more every year. And then 10th grade last year is when it hit me. My pre-calculus class was so hard to the point where I was probably crying once a week because I didn't understand. And then I get my first A on my test and there is no greater feeling. I'm telling you, the people that don't like math or puzzles or like just problems in general, like they will not understand me when I say this, but the greatest feeling in the world is getting a difficult problem that you think is impossible to solve and then you get it right. There is nothing better. There is no better feeling in the world and I encourage you to try challenging yourself in that way because this class was the most challenging thing I've ever had to do in my life and even when I failed and failed over and over and over again and I kept getting B's and C's on tests and I had to do hours of test corrections and hours of homework every night and study over the weekend, all of that compounded into a love for math. I don't know what it is, but something just clicked after everything that I went through in that class I came out of it thanking my teacher for making the test so unbelievably hard. I came out of it for, I came out of it thinking, wow, I wouldn't mind doing math for the rest of my life. Now, for the people that don't like math, what I'm saying probably sounds insane, right? (laughs) Like, and I get it. It's not for everyone. But for me, I just realized that I, I love it. And I wouldn't have come to that conclusion if I didn't try. So again, I'd rather try and fail than fail to try. I had the option of getting out of that math class in the beginning of sophomore year. And I really thought hard about it. I really, really wanted to. And then I think back on it, and if I did, I would have never known how much fun math could be. I would have never known how capable I am of taking such a difficult class and coming out on top with straight A's, right? So it's very counterintuitive to think about success all the time without acknowledging your failures. Moving on from that, I've been feeling a bit unmotivated the past few days. And I had a call with my friend Kano, and she asked me, will working on these things benefit you in the future? And I'm not sure what I replied with, but a huge majority of things that I put a lot of effort into aren't going to get me places. So a lot of the time when I fail on the things that, that don't matter as much, it just bogs me down. It just, my attitude just 
completely flips. And I feel like I've sorted my priorities out and I think they're well in line with where I want to be going, but it's definitely tough when I think about college and tests and school and everything else because my priorities right now are just jumbled. But I'm going to take the things that I know I need to be doing and the things that I want to be doing to really forward my thinking and really work hard on those so that so that I have no regrets. I think it's because I've tasted the feeling of success at a high standard. I've been doing projects outside of school and trying to build up my brand and when I achieved those things, I wanted to continue doing more. I wanted to build more challenge decks. I wanted to do, do more projects outside of school and this year especially is the year where school and grades and test scores really matter. Now, I hate studying for the PSAT. I hate the SAT and the ACT and the giant test prep booklets and all of it because it just doesn't matter to me. I know I'm not ever going to need to do these things again and they aren't really benefiting me in any way. I saw an ad on YouTube talking about test prep and the guy on the video said something like, We've known for a while that the SAT only tests your ability on mastering the SAT. And in my head, I'm like, then why am I spending 20 hours a week doing this? It makes no sense at all to me. But again, I'm trying to think like Kano and ask myself, will this benefit me in the future? Is this worth blowing off and failing? And the answer is no. There are some things in life that are okay to fail at. And I will continue to fail time and time again on these practice tests and be a couple of points short and beat myself up about it because at the end, I'm going to come up, I'm going to come out on top. Jeff Bezos put out a letter summing up the year and talked a lot about having high standards for yourself, just like he did for Amazon. I mean, since 1997, they've achieved global recognition and as you know, they've become the most popular online shopping site in the world and they're still innovating and achieving new and greater things. And a few things that he said was, we didn't ascend from our hunter-gatherer lifestyle by being content and satisfied. We did it by keeping our standards high. High standards are teachable through exposure to what could be better. High standards are contagious and adaptable. They're domain-specific, you, so you have to be intentional about your time in the areas that you have high standards about. Recognize what looks good. Other people are drawn to high standards, whether that be just recruiting or general friendships or, or higher test scores. And in order to be that person, you have to look through all of your failures and successes and continue to improve and have these growing standards that push yourself to the limit. Amazon doesn't just listen to their consumer base. They always are tweaking things according to what works and what doesn't. And throughout all of it, they still fail sometimes. And that's okay. There are some things in life that we're just going to keep failing at. And whether that be running a billion dollar company or studying for the PSAT, it's all on the same level and when it comes to mindset. It's the same thing with weight loss. This is very relevant to me at this moment because I'm kind of going through this whole weight loss journey, if you will. You're going to fail on diets and over-exercising and under-eating and all of that. Don't think you won't. Anyone who's listening to this and has gone through the same thing that I have, you know it. I thought I wouldn't. 
I fell into that trap, and it snowballed into being the only thing on my mind for the last three years of my life. Even through all of that, even through all the hard work and tears and hours upon hours of research, I know that I failed a ton, and will continue to do so, but it's realizing that I miss all those failures are little gems that I've kept with me. I know what I like to eat that A, makes me feel good, and B, are good for me. I know how to exercise to make my heart beat out of my chest and target all the right muscle groups. I've learned about fasting and being plant-based and all the benefits of these approaches. And I can say that through all of the failures, I've come out stronger and more knowledgeable on nutrition and exercise. And even though there are days where I feel like I didn't have to go through all of that, I recenter myself and realize that it's all part of the process. Failure is inevitable, but I'd rather try and fail than fail to try. I would rather fail and learn more about the world than never try and never learn anything new about myself and my body and the people around me. A little bit of a shorter one for you guys today, but I just thought I'd give you some of my thoughts on the subject and talk a little bit about it. You know, one thing I never thought I'd be doing was making a podcast. I never thought I'd be sitting here and talking to myself and posting it on the internet because I was always scared of what people would think. I was scared to fail. I've grown up like that, and I feel like that there's always going to be a little part of me that's scared. But if there's one thing quarantine taught me, it's that I don't need to care about what these people think of me. If they can't see that me shedding light on these topics is something worth sharing, then we may not be on the same level. And that's okay. Hold yourself higher. Get to that next step. And eventually, you'll be achieving things that you never could have dreamed of. Don't fail to try. Try and fail. Alrighty, guys, thank you for listening. New episodes are getting posted every Thursday. Any comments, questions, concerns, critiques, all happily welcomed. Feel free to leave them wherever you'd like to leave them. And with that being said, you are not special, but you can be revolutionary if you put your mind to it. See ya!